Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast, brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 656, recorded live on Saturday, October 24th, 2020, and here are your hosts, the man who is not going to be asked a question, Dave Pillay. Oh, I doubt that. And the man who thinks that that intro ship has finally sailed, Andy Lowe. Hi. Man, I was I was waiting for one more, and then like next week I was going to hijack the intro. <laughs> And not let you ask the question. But no, you had to go and just get rid of it. Anyway, you know, I had a good run there, but I was like, you know what? That's starting to get long in the tooth. A, a little bit. Just a just yeah. a tad. So? I, so no I, questions? No. I mean, well, the reason I said I doubt that is because, like, sometime during this hour, you're going to ask me a question. Oh. It's going to be a really crappy podcast if you don't ask any questions. Yeah, no. That, that is not, don't take it as a challenge. Oh, no. We know. both know how it would end. Yep. You will do it. I fully believe you can do it, but it will suck. <clears throat> I know that would not be fun. It was like that one time, what, what episode was that where I just basically played devil's advocate the whole time? Uh, I think it was like an April Fool's one because you, yeah. you were trying to like disagree with literally everything i said yes disagree with literally everything that i could try and disagree with yep which i mean thankfully for you that happened way before trump was elected (laughs) otherwise i'd be able to come up with some things that you'd have a real hard time supporting yeah so yeah um hi andy hello what's new um not much um the the COVID hit my office at work. That's unfortunate. Dave, I think you muted your microphone there. Yeah, I sorry, Laura was here. Uh-huh. Chatting with her real quick. Um, yes, it was unfortunate. Luckily I was, you know, not in the group that got it, but um yeah. It, so has it like torn through the office? Like it's very clear that someone brought it in and a bunch of other people are now sick because of that? Uh I don't know. I I just I stayed away from all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Probably a good idea. Are so like is the are you in like lockdown quarantine? Because you, I mean, if it's been in the office, you may have been exposed. Uh, I am okay. Okay, I'm good. It was all the. It was a bunch of the salespeople, right? And the, uh, the I think it was mainly somebody in the Battle Creek office because their office also got hit hard. So I don't think. Um, I think it was everybody, they were at a joint conference thing two weeks ago. And so I think it was at that meeting that that was the spurter event. I don't know, though. I just, I'm just glad it didn't hit hit me. Why? But like, but why? I don't know. Why would you have an event like that? I don't know. I don't know. I just work here. Yep, yep, you do. And they did something stupid. Well, I'm glad that you're okay, and I, I wish for a speedy recovery for your coworkers. Me too. Because, like, that sucks. <clears throat> um. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't have much to add on to that. <laughs> like, that sucks. I don't know where to go from there, Andy. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah. On, uh, on th- Tuesday? No, Wednesday. Wednesday of this week. It was literally like two of us in the building in the afternoon, and I'm just like, that's that's the way it goes. So yeah. So the like entire sales division is out for mm-hmm. two weeks plus mm-hmm. while they recover or I, test negative. Um, there's actually I think there was one salesperson who didn't have it. Maybe two. Oof. Oof, yeah. Oof, oof. Yeah. So Thumb. sorry, had an itch <laughs> on your microphone. 
No, on my arm. It's just that I, Isaac was playing with my microphone, so everything's slightly out of whack from where it used to be. Mm-hmm. Sure, Andy. So, you know, it's everything's not in the usual position. Do I have a... How the heck did I do that? I don't know. I've got how like did a, you do that? I got like a callus right next to my wedding ring. That's very awkward. Yes, yes it is. That's going to be annoying. Ah... <sighs> All right. Well, uh, other than avoid getting COVID, what have you done this week, Andy? (laughs) Um, You sound tired. Have you gotten enough sleep? Yeah. I'm just trying to think of what else did I do that wasn't, you know, focused around that. Uh, Did you watch the debates, perhaps? Uh, I did not. Probably the better choice. um, Well, there was just the one last week, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, Isaac goes to bed at nine. Okay. So I take him upstairs and I'm with Isaac from nine until 10, sometimes 1030. Mm -hmm. So that, you know, unless I wanted to go back and watch the debate, which no, I'm Why would you want to go back and watch the debate? (laughs) Why would I want to go back and watch it? I'll just catch the highlights on YouTube. Yeah. It sounded like for, for this, I actually didn't watch it either, but it sounded like for the third one, uh, the debate winner was the moderator. And by the third one, I mean the second one, because the actual second one was canceled. Yes. Dude. And then they had the, um, dueling town halls. Yeah. Sounds like the dueling pianos. So yeah, no, I, uh, you, well, I'm, I was looking at the, uh, the latest numbers from 538. Ah, would you like to share the numbers with us, Andy? Uh, a lot to a little. Not much has changed. That's good. That's really good. Fingers crossed. Yeah, I love that. Okay, so June 1st, when they launched this, 52.5% to 46.2% popular vote. October 24th, 53.3% to 45.4% popular vote. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, yeah, it's been months. <clears throat> and 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 nothing has changed. Yeah, well, I mean, plenty has changed, but not necessarily for the better. Yes, that is true. But I'm just saying the, the estimated popular vote counts have stayed pretty rock steady. Yeah. So. Hmm. Oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. Why so am yeah, I looking at this? What, what, are, what are you looking at? 538. Oh. It's, it's doing me literally no good to be looking at this. Well, have you already voted? Yep. Yeah, same here. God, that's so nice every time. Somebody calls or texts or, you know, stops by. It's just like, nope, sorry, I already voted. You can't, you can literally say nothing to me. That would change. Yeah, well, because you've, you've already voted. I've already voted. I, I could if you I really can't. want. I Well, I could technically, yes. I could can actually you? go. I, you sh- I think you actually can go in and spoil your ballot. And then vote on election day or early vote. Uh, what is the... Sorry, I guess there's a section on the Michigan page that is a half-staff flag alert. That's interesting. Where is... Am I on the wrong page? Is this? Is there another Michigan page that I should be looking at? I'm trying to get to the Secretary of State's page. Mm. SOS.mi.gov or .us.gov, right? Oh, Michigan.gov slash SOS. There we go. Oh, I was so close. Okay, voting from home. I submitted my ballot. Can I change my vote? Um, voter has already voted absentee and wishes to change their vote. A voter can spoil their ballot by submitting a written request to their city or township clerk. The request must be received by 5 p.m. the Friday before the election if received by mail. Uh, an absentee ballot that has been returned to the clerk may be spoiled in person at the clerk's office until 10 a.m. the Monday prior to the election. So, technically, yes. I could go to the clerk's office until Monday, 10 a.m., spoil my ballot, and fill out a new one. But why would you? Why would I? Yeah. No. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm still going through my 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 thought process of what I did this week, and it was all just you know 
cleaning up, you know, stuff at work, installing plexiglass shields in the studios, that sort of stuff. <laughs> Feels like that should have been done a while ago, no? Mm-hmm. How, how come it's just happening now? I don't know. I just work here. Okay. <laughs> Above your pay grade. <laughs> As a friend of mine at work is, has started saying. Yeah, I, that's my saying is, you know, I don't know. I just work here. So okay. we can pivot off of this to sure. actual topics, though. I, I think we probably should. This has been a very quiet <laughs> and subdued banter. Because not much has gone on that, you know, it's not it's not great. Nothing fun has happened. Oh, come on. Something fun had to have happened this week. You haven't asked me about any of my Pathfinder games. Andy, I'm in like five Pathfinder games now. <laughs> Dave, I think you have a problem. I might. <laughs> I have something every night. Like literally now. For the first time, I think, in my life, I have a regular thing scheduled every night. <sighs> Yeah, that 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 seems uh seems a little much there. That that was a softball there, Andy. A setup for you to ask Dave what sorts of things you have, <laughs> <laughs> or are you actually still trying to do this without asking me questions? <laughs> no, no. You said you had Pathfinder. Not every night. Oh, so wait, you're in five games, and wait, are you like doing Andy? There are seven nights in the week. Well, yeah, I know that. Okay, so even if I was doing Pathfinder five nights of the week, still two more nights. Well, you're doing this, but granted, you do this after you do Pathfinder, so... Nope, not not this... Uh, not in, like, the current schedule of things. <laughs> in the current schedule of things, this is the Saturday night event. I, I keep it clear for you, sir. Okay, so that's one. Five Pathfinders, that's six. There's one It's, it's actually not five Pathfinders. Oh, am I in five games? One of them you, doesn't meet regularly, so let me... I'm in Bry's game. Wait, Bry's got a game? game. Bry's, Bry's running a little game. Teeny game. It's him, Beth, Nate, and me. That is a small game. Yep, uh, so three players and, and one GM. Uh, so it's probably easier if I just go by nights. I've got um, Iron Fang Legion on Monday night. So that's the game that's been going on. It's kind of the, the same group that's been meeting for like three years now probably more than that uh and, and we just kind of keep going through different adventure paths so that's monday night tuesday is bry's game wednesday is dokapon with brendan and a friend of mine out here named casey uh thursday is tyrant's grasp so that's the third pathfinder game um Friday is the game that Katie put together, a friend of mine out here. Uh, that's a heist game. It's like a cross between Ocean's Eleven and The Sting, and it's it's fantastic. I love it. Like we we played last night, cause it's the Friday night game, and uh, absolute con men. Like through the whole like you know like oh can we you know we're, we're on a ship that was doing a delivery. Like hey can we you know help you out with your deliveries? Can we take and they? They're like oh yeah well I mean you're you're part of the post office so like here here's the letters from the post office. We weren't part of the post office. Um, <laughs> and so we're like, okay, cool. And we take the letters and then we just start going through them and reading them and looking for new leads and new clues and new uh, things that we can do because we're freaking criminals and con men and it's fantastic. Um, Saturday is this. Sunday is Tyrant's Grasp. So that's Four nights of Pathfinder, right? Monday night, Tuesday night, Thursday night, Friday night, Sunday. So it's five nights of Pathfinder, but it's only four games. But I do have one other game that doesn't meet regularly. So I'm in five games. Okay. That, that's still, that still <laughs> seems, seems like a lot I, there, Dave. It, it is definitely getting to the point where I'm like having trouble um, remembering which character has what abilities. <laughs> I cast Firebolt. 
you're a rogue. You're a you're you're not a wizard. Like oh shit. Well, so so let's see. In in the Monday night game, I'm a human fighter. Tuesday night, I'm an ASMR swashbuckler. Thursday. Oh, oh what's your, what's your pirate name? I didn't say I was a pirate. I said I was a swashbuckler. Okay, what's your swashbuckler name? I I don't have a swashbuckler name. I have a name for the character who is a swashbuckler. Is that what you're asking? Well, I was wondering if you you know you get you like I I don't know. I'm trying to think of swashbuckler names. And the only thing that keeps popping into my head is Dread Pirate Roberts and um, Errol Flynn. Okay. Uh, my swashbuckler is named Tuluriel Arad Scenaria Jollius Third. That really rolls off the tongue. Tell to his friends. Mm. Uh, I did have to go look that up, by the way. I do not have that name memorized. We've only played it, like, twice. Um... <laughs> Thursday, I play uh, Ezra Westingson, who is a human paladin. And Friday is Gavin Shadowstone, a dwarven um, KO kineticist. So it's a, a kineticist. Think of like Avatar of the Last Airbender. The benders are kineticists, and kineticists are benders. Uh, but instead of one of the four main elements, I I am a like shadow kineticist, effectively. So you move shadows around? I draw energy from darkness and the negative energy plane in the plane of shadow. It's a lot of like gravity control. Okay. Because uh, think of like black holes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. That's that's a KO kineticist. <laughs> so almost like uh, I was going to say Mew Mew, but that's that's <laughs> Mjolnir. Yes. No. Well, that, wasn't that no? That was forged, forged from the heart of a star, wasn't it? Yeah. That it's forged from a neutron star. Yeah. Which is yeah. Doesn't it actually matter if it comes from the heart of a neutron star. Or a neutron star is just neutrons. Yeah. No. The- <laughs> There's not much in a neutron. Just a lot of neutrons. (laughs) Just a lot of some neutrons. Doesn't matter if the neutrons are in the center or on the edge. They're all neutrons. So yeah, tons of stuff has happened this week. Hell, the Animaniacs uh, preview came out this week. You sent that to me. Yeah, I saw that on YouTube. I was like, oh, gotta show Dave. Yes. Oh my God, it looks so funny. What's your take on on the fact that like the original showrunner isn't involved? I'm, I'm, I don't know. It's, that's a tough one. It's. And what's your take on the fact that Rob Paulson sounds old? <laughs> Doesn't sound that old. Oh, I don't know, man. That opening line of Yakko Warner, like, he's aged. Granted, the show went off the air, what, like 22 years ago? Something like that, yep. You and I sounded pretty different 22 years ago. <laughs> that, that's true. That is very, very true. Okay. Did you want to pivot to topics then, Andy? Well, I was going to say, um, speaking of politics, um, AOC went on to Twitch. Yep. And streamed herself streamed playing Among Us. Among Us, yeah. Have you have you tried it yet? No, I have not. I downloaded it and, and played a couple rounds. I won most of them. Oh, good. Which is which is nice. I mean, you you will win most of them. Well, yes, because there's only it's it's a all versus one. Sometimes all versus two. Oh. If you want to play on the hard mode, the the problem with it is you really need to play it with a group of friends because like you you want to be able to talk to people um during the discussion section yes and and with friends it can be like you know if we all got into a a discord server or something and chatted with each other like that would be awesome yes the only night i have that could do that is saturday nights (laughs) (laughs) shit i might be in too many games which that that doesn't work for me because we were just doing book club right before this so. Oh shit! It was book club. Yes. Oh, Laura's been reading the book club book. Oh, Oops. that that was um, tonight. Okay, I think she knew that. She's she's been reading some of the book club books, but she's not been like finishing them in time for book club. Oh, but yeah. How was how was book club? All of us were like meh with the book. Okay, so. what's next month's book? 
Uh, Kate has not picked next month's book yet. I see. It is it is her choice next month, and she has not picked one yet. So Dune. No. If I were to get a chance to pick, I would pick Dune. I don't think Kate's going to pick Dune. Nope. But the movie, Andy. The movie's coming. The movie already came. No, the new movie. <laughs> yes, I know. But you said Dune, the movie's coming. It's like, no, it's... It's it's already been out for a while. The, the new one. Have you seen the cast of the new Dune movie? Uh, hold on. I'm looking at. The, oh, that's a uh, that. Yeah. Wait. Kevin J. Anderson has been writing part of the Dune series. Oh yeah. Huh. Kevin J. Anderson has been working on the Dune series for a while. Kevin J. Anderson also lost like most of the, his credibility with me from his friggin' Map of the World series. Um, where's the Map of the World series in here? Oh, geez, he's published over 120 books. <laughs> yep. Uh, sorry, it was called the Terra Incognita series. It was the Edge of the World, the Map of All Things, and the Key to Creation. I'm not seeing that on here in the. Oh, in what? There he goes. Other series. Okay. Yep. They combined. They teamed up with a musician to create progressive rock slash metal with science fiction lyrics. What? Yeah. Don't don't worry about it. It was a terrible series. Okay. It was a terrible series. But going back and back, Dune, twenty twenty one, music by Hans Zimmer, starring Oscar Isaac, Josh Brolin, Stellan Skarsgård, Dave Bautista, Zendaya, Jason Momoa. It's like a Marvel friggin' reunion plus Jason Momoa. And and uh Oscar thrown in just for Well, he, he mostly counts. That's that's Disney. <laughs> so it's a Disney reunion plus plus Jason Momoa. Yeah, plus Jason Momoa. Okay. Yeah. Come on. That's like that is an amazing cast. <sighs> All right, Dave, here's the question for you then. Yes. Let's say Dune came out next week. Yeah. Would you go to the theater to see it? Fuck, I don't know. Um, yes. Asterisk. <laughs> uh, hang on. Hang on. I'm going to look up an article. About uh, renting the theater for private showings? Uh, about renting a theater for private showings. Because AMC is now renting out their theaters for private showings. Yes. Different movies had different price points. I think, like, Tenet was, like, 200 or $300 or something like that. Yeah, but if you can get, like, 20 people to go, and it's 20 people that, you know, you trust and sit far apart from each other. True. I knew where you were going as soon as you said that. I was like, let me look up this article. Was, oh, yeah, it's that same article I saw, too. Yeah, yeah, Celebration Cinema. Yeah, Celebration is doing that too here. Yeah. Uh, host a private movie showing at AMC. Because AMC, at least the one out here, has like, um, like they've got uh, good chairs. They've got lots of room. So that's that's where I think where I'd be. Uh, yeah, Tenet out here is 150 bucks to 350 bucks. Hocus Pocus for $99. <laughs> Jurassic Park for $99. So would I, uh, if Dune came out next week, would I go see it in theater just by itself with like, no, no, I, I wouldn't because theaters are, uh, have you seen the numbers for Wisconsin, Andy? Uh, no, but there was over 3000 new cases in Michigan over the last. What's your uh, positivity rate? Hold on. I was just looking that up. Because ours uh, is like 47%. Oh, uh, let's see. 53,000 tests, 5.39% positivity rate. So positivity rate over over 5% right now. Uh, positivity rate, percent positivity by person. Uh, we are at 24.6%. Oh, damn. Damn. Yeah. One quarter of people tested. And we are testing more people than like ever before. 
Uh, we just tested, let's see, how many, how many did you say tested positive? Uh, 3,300. On what day? Uh, that was yesterday. The 23rd? Yes. Or today, okay. something. We had 3,600 tested positive on that day. Uh, okay. But if you go back a couple more days, uh, to like Friday, 4,092 people tested positive. That's a lot of people. Yep. So am I going to the movie theater? No, no, I am not. That sounds like a really bad idea. Right, so, AOC, yeah. Twitch. Yeah, right. Uh, she played Among Us, which looks really fun. Uh, and 400,000 people tuned in to watch. 439,000 people. Ooh, because the, the, the 39,000 makes so much of a difference when we're already at 400,000. Sure, it's another 10%. Fine, okay. It's within a margin of error. Uh -huh. Were you one of them? No, no, I was not. Oh, like I how come? For these things. Right, kids, that, I suppose... Let's see, that puts her... That puts her in the top 20. Of Twitch streamers? Yep. I mean, if she could maintain that, yes. That's true. But I think, uh, ooh, excuse me, the, um, um, what's the word? Novelty of it, I, I think, makes it a, a little difference. Yeah. So that, yeah, that would be... Yeah, if she can keep it, but yeah, I highly doubt. <laughs> All right. My only, my thought is, okay, AOC shows that you can get a lot of people to watch you. What other politicians are going to try this and fail miserably? Uh, probably not too many. There were other politicians who joined her, or at least there was another politician, a politician. Uh, Ilan Omar was, oh. was playing with her. <laughs> It would be fun to see, like, a bunch of, of both the Democrat and Republican Party jump into a game, 10 people, 5 and 5, and, like, just play, right? Like, just yep. play with each other. Don't worry about party affiliation. It's not who, who, like, what party wins the most. It's just play, right? Yes. And and see what comes of that. And it would be hilarious. I would enjoy it very much. And I think it would help, like, bring people together. I don't know why my Instagram is zoomed into 300% through me for a loop there. What? My Instagram. Yeah. The, yeah. The page was zoomed into 300%. Okay. It's very weird. Ooh. Um... Yeah. What else? What other topics do we have? Um, good news. Uh, SpaceX launched another Starlink launch successfully. Yay! Hopefully good news, right? Like, fingers yeah. crossed that Musk doesn't turn out to actually be a James Bond villain. But I was talking with Kate about that. I was like, oh, look, another successful launch for SpaceX. I'm sitting there going like, what, this is what, the second one in a week? Yes. Somewhere around that. I just looked it up. I think it was, yeah, I think the the last one was like six days ago. Like, he's making well, it. Well, I mean, once you got it and yeah. you've got the money to do it, that, I mean, NASA could launch that many and, and could launch them successfully. It's just they never had the money to do that. Yeah, Starlink 12 was two weeks, four days ago. Starlink 13 was six days, 15 hours ago. And Starlink 14, as of recording right now, 12 hours, 37 minutes ago. So that one has it even deployed? Yeah, probably. Yeah. They deploy pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. They're already de they're already deployed and already on their way out. Okay. But yeah, it's just like it it you know, it's made it almost a non-event. That well, I mean, yeah. It it's it's routine, which is awesome. Yeah. Right? The fact that something like that is routine is crazy. And then we have the um 
the crew launch coming up soon. What, November now? Three weeks. Three weeks from today. For another crew launch? Yep, crew one launch. So this is the official crew, because the last one was still a demo. Okay. What's, what's, wait, okay. The last one was a demo. Yes. What's the difference? Because the last one, they launched people into space. Yes, they launched people into space. They spent two months at the International Space Station, and then they came back. Mm -hmm. So how is the one more than that? Because uh, there's actually going to be four four official NASA astronauts. As opposed to two. As opposed to two unofficial NASA astronauts. Wait, what do you mean unofficial? Well, it, it, I don't think it was actually considered an actual NASA mission. What? No, it, what, is it? No, okay, maybe it was actually an official NASA mission. Crew Dragon? Pretty sure was an actual NASA mission. Yeah, no, it's listed as NASA on the flight plan. So this one, yeah, this one's actually going to have a full crew of four people. So it, it has more people in it. Yes. That's, that's literally it. It just has more people in it. Ooh, uh, transport NASA astronauts and Japanese astronaut to the International Space Station for six months. Woo! Yeah. So yeah, no, um, actually, something that uh, we didn't talk about was the fact that, um, was it this week or last week? Um, was the last, supposedly, if Crew-1 goes off without any problems, as it should, um, the oh, last, yeah, the last NASA astronaut getting launched into space on a Soyuz capsule. Woo! That would be nice, not yeah. to have to depend on Russia to go up there. I mean, that was the whole point, right? Yes, that was the whole point, that's, yes. That's why we're, we were so excited about the first Dragon launch, and now the, like, the next one, very pleased. <laughs> also, it turns out, um, she voted from space. Sorry, the, the U.S. astronaut who went up on the Soyuz capsule, who is currently up in the ISS, um, voted yep. from space. You hadn't seen that? No. Yeah, it's a it's a special thing NASA has worked out with the um, election commission. Because, <laughs> like, what's she going to do? Request a mail-in ballot? <laughs> <laughs> what state does she vote in? I, well, what state is she registered to? She's born in Connecticut. Oh, this is actually not her first time voting in space. She voted in nope. space four years ago. Yeah, which is just kind of amusing. She was in space four years ago. Yeah, so, hmm. But uh, this launch also is their 100th successful launch for SpaceX. This launch? Like yes. today? Yes. Today that's was the 100th cool. successful launch. That's that's really impressive. Like, yeah. How long did it take NASA to get to 100 successful launches? I, I don't know. <laughs> okay, let's see. NASA, NASA officially begins operations in 1958. Uh, let's see. Oh, those are all crewed programs. Well, that doesn't count because SpaceX hasn't done that. I can tell you all the, you know, the up the upcoming launches, but historical launches. Um, that is another thing. Space shuttle missions? No. Ugh. Trying to dig through this article? No. <laughs> no luck. Well, they've done over 200 crewed missions so far. I'm I'm not looking at crewed missions though, because I'm yeah. on like a list of successful NASA launches. Well, the first NASA launch was October 11th, 1958. Come on, there's got to be a like an actual list somewhere, right? These are just all their programs. I want to know the actual launch dates of NASA. Timeline of solar system exploration. Okay, this is both NASA and the Soviet Union. Uh, I think we can we can pretty safely say it took like a few decades to get to 100 launches. Let's see, they did... Four launches in 58, according to the major launch record. 
So this is not even all their other ones. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, <coughs> nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, four. They did fourteen launches in fifty-nine. Three, six, nine, twelve, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. Seventeen launches in sixty. And then now we're starting to get into Mercury stuff. So this is when they started doing yeah. human flight. Right. Oh, that's a lot of launches, but not nearly as much as SpaceX, evidently. <laughs> Although I, I do want to know, does the hop count as a launch? Uh, no, because this was successfully uh, payloads. Okay, payload, de- like that. We payload can- deployments, yeah. Okay, so does your hundred successful launches for SpaceX count only payload deployments? Yes. Okay. Let's, okay, so just 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 in case you're wondering, 1962, right? So NASA's just been around for a couple of years. 1962 and two or six, eight, ten, twelve. 14, 16, 18, 20, 22, 24, 26, 28, 28 launches in one year. In 19, no, that was, that was NASA. NASA. 19, 1962 okay. was 28 launches right there. So call it three or four years. Yeah, pretty much. All, All right. right. Now we're getting into Gemini 2. Gemini, yep. Hey, look, there's the lunar orbiter test. Plus to the Gemini test. Intellistats. Wow. Dang, this is a pretty I, all right I, i'm gonna send you this list <laughs> hey like i've lost sandy he's gone let's see this let's see this list history.nasa.gov pocket stats there we go yeah that's the thing that i was looking for Jeez, that's a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Yep, there's Apollo 6 right there. There's the Apollo missions. First launch of the Saturn V, November 9th, oh, 1967. I, I jumped into the 90s, oh. so I'm at like 93, and I'm looking at a bunch of the shuttles, like the Endeavor flights, and the radar calibration satellite, RADCAL. Oh, June 25th, 1993. <laughs> I, I just randomly scrolled down directly to the page that you were looking at well that's creepy don't yes, do that yes yes that is <laughs> um speaking of satellites um yeah Dir- sure direct tv released their uh quarter three 2020 numbers Ooh, you know how numbers get me going. Um, well, AT&T stated in their earning report that they have lost 627,000 subscribers in quarter three. How do you lose a half a million people during a pandemic? <laughs> well, 590,000 of them were the DirecTV satellite, Uverse TV, and the online service known as AT&T TV. The other 37,000... We're from AT&T TV Now, which is the streaming service formerly known as DirecTV Now. I've lost track already. It is late at night, so I, I will, I will, just, I have already lost track of what was where. Also, a long time ago, I lost track of like who owns DirecTV and that whole mess. Well, let's just put it this way. AT&T currently had, well, they had back in 2017 over 25 million subscribers for all of their TV stuff. Okay. 25 million. Yeah, 25 million. Th- back in 2017. Currently. Three years ago, 25 million. Yes, currently 17.1 million. So in three years, they've lost 8 million subscribers. Yes. This sounds like an industry in trouble. AT&T has crapped the bed. 
Yeah, yeah, no, AT&T needs to, like, get rid of this now. Which they've been trying to do. We talked about that, I think, a week or two ago, where they they re- reportedly were trying to sell DirecTV for $15.75 billion. I don't think they're going to get that. Well, I know they paid a lot more than that. Yeah, they paid $49 billion for it. But they're not going to get that much. No. Because, <laughs> like, they're just losing people left and right. Mm-hmm. And forward and back and up and down. How do you lose six mi- 600,000 people in a quarter in a pandemic when you're <laughs> providing a service for people to entertain themselves. I don't know. Oh, the, only the other thing I can think of is like people who, who just can no longer afford it because they've lost their jobs. Yes. AT&T has also now said that they are no longer offering DSL to new customers. I did hear that. I did hear that. Yep. I guess the, the age of the DSL is no more. Well, it's because it's copper. DSL is copper. Right. And AT&T and Verizon, both of them want to get rid of of copper it's that's uh, what was it uh oh verizon <sighs> sorry well, like, Goog- copper lines are, are still useful yes but verizon doesn't want to deal with that neither does at&t because they're tariffed and so they have to give you have to have you know in the tariff you have to give you know set reliable service Fi- was it fire island was the festival? No. Um, back in 2013. Yep, there we go. 2013, Fire Island down in, or no, up in, up in, up in New York. Superstorm Sandy. Do you remember, do you remember Superstorm Sandy? Yes. Okay. Um, Superstorm Sandy came in and basically just wiped out the Verizon phone lines on Fire Island. Okay. Verizon turned around and said, well... Um, it's going to be, it's going to cost too much money to replace all the copper wiring. Mm-hmm. It, it's going to, it's going to, it's going to cost us too much money to replace the copper wiring. And, you know, if we replace the old wiring with new wiring, what's going to stop another superstorm something from taking out all the new wiring? Yeah. So we'll give everybody voice link instead. No. Give people the friggin' copper wire and just make it better. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so it, it was basically just you gave instead of dealing with a copper wiring, they were just basically giving everybody a POTS converter to Verizon. Yeah. And it was just no. And now, you know, AT&T, you know, Verizon's been trying this literally since 2013 to get rid of the copper wiring. And AT&T finally is, you know, going along the same line going, you know what, this DSL stuff. Yeah. I mean, I was never a fan of DSL uh, over cable anyway. DSL works great if you are like on the same block as the jun- junction box, mm-hmm. but the, the drop off is just so high. Of course, I'd really like to be able to go over to fiber. Um, Still waiting on that. Well, AT&T last year said it was mostly done expanding its fiber service. So, yep. Do you think that like they see the writing on the wall and they're they're panicking or because like SpaceX is about to eat their lunch. Well, no, it's just setting up. Well, heck, for goodness sakes, I'm sitting here talking to you through a T-Mobile home internet box. Right. So you think they're just going to go cellular? Yeah. 
that's that's what their that's what their plans have always been is go go cellular. It's a lot cheaper to set up a cellular infrastructure and do that. Granted, um, what was it up in Midland when the when the dams broke this year? Mm-hmm. The TV stations up there luckily still had their old RF analog equipment because all the cell phone towers in the area had no no power backup. Power. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I feel like going to a purely cellular infrastructure is um, putting us in a, a really dangerous place. If people don't back it up. If, if there's some sort of backup available, then that's great. If there's not a backup available and you're relying entirely on cellular connections, you're going to have problems. That's just, that's just the way it is. So yeah, no, it's AT AT&T knows that this DirecTV is a problem. They're trying to get rid of it. That's not going to work. AT&T is also trying to get rid of DSL lines because they, you know, the amount of people who can work on that stuff and the, they don't want to, they don't want to upgrade the infrastructure. Right. Copper lines have been there. Copper lines are working fine until the until copper line, don't. until they don't. In which case they're expensive to replace. Yeah. All that right. Was the, that was the same thing going on with their ISDN lines. I mean, for a couple of times, every time that the ISDN tech guy came in to fix our ISDN lines, they're like, y- you know, I, c- I could get you, you know, AT&T internet here instead of this ISDN line. You know, we, we could get you set up here with, you know, gigabit internet. Yep. <laughs> and I'm like, but if it goes down. Well, th- the other thing is everybody else at the time, we were using that ISDN line for college football. And so all the stadiums still had ISDN boxes on their end. Oh, uh, okay. So I'm like, well, once, you know, once everybody else starts using internet, then we'll switch over to internet. But man, ugh. Speaking of broken things. Yeah, McDonald's. McDonald's. <laughs> I love how you knew exactly where I was going. I knew what story you were going to talk about. Uh, how often do you order McDonald's ice cream? Um, I think we ordered McFlurries a couple of months ago. So it's, it is a, um, I guess a stereotype. I I don't generally get ice cream at McDonald's. Uh, I'm going to put that out there. I grew up in Michigan and then I live in Wisconsin and like there were always better choices for ice cream. Now that may just be a like snobby kind of appeal, but like why would I go to McDonald's when there's a freaking Dairy Queen? Well, um, we went to, the last time we ordered it was because Dairy Queen was closed. McDonald's was open. Okay. So But you know. I live in Wisconsin, so there's culverts. <laughs> Well, yeah, we have culvers here too. I mean, there's freaking two culvers within three culvers actually now within <laughs> you know, spitting distance. So many Culver's. Yeah. So why, like, don't, don't do McDonald's for their ice cream. But anyway, so there's, there's this thing with McDonald's ice cream, which is there's a, a like expectation, I guess, that the ice cream machines are broken. Yes. Now, whether that or not that's real or, or had a history, I heard it was actually, um, that more often the machines weren't broken. It's just the people at McDonald's didn't want to like serve ice cream. And so they, they just like would not take care of the machines or the machines would, uh, or they'd even just say the machine was broken so that they didn't have to do it. Uh, someone made a website Yep, that checks McDonald's and it checks all the stores to find out whether or not their machine is broken. Yeah, so he originally um, he, re- he reversed engineers McDonald's internal ordering API from the mobile app because McDonald's has mobile apps now. Yes. For all McDonald's. Yes. So he figured out the internal ordering API and basically uh, place, he placed an order worth of $18,752 every minute at every McDonald's in the U.S. to figure out which ones had ice cream. Because if you can add ice cream, if you can add ice cream to your cart in the app, the theory goes that the machine is working at that site. Right. If you can't right. add, add ice cream to the cart, then the machine is not working at said location. 
Now, that in itself is a little fishy, like, you know, sure, maybe. Also, goddammit, McDonald's, secure your API. <laughs> well, um, he he found out uh, pretty quickly that the app pegged his bot as a bot and cut off his access. Okay, good. So now what he does, instead of ordering ice cream, he orders uh, a mixed sundae to the cart every 30 minutes. I, I feel like that should still get flagged. <laughs> Placing one order at every single McDonald's once every 30 yep. minutes. Yep, I feel like something should flag that and turn it off. <laughs> Also, the fact that this has been published and publicized. Not only that, um, the company's communications and government relations executive actually applauded the effort. He said, really? he said, only a true McDonald's fan would go to these lengths to help customers get our delicious ice cream. So thanks. We know we have some opportunities to consistently satisfy even more customers with sweet treats, and we will. Which part of me goes, um, how about you actually just go hire this guy and then yeah, like offer the dude a job? Come on, and then go fix your damn ice cream machines. Because as I we as we are recording this, <laughs> there is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. There are sixteen. There are sixteen McDonald's in Kalamazoo uh-huh. County. Okay. Five of them have broken ice cream machines. Oh, really? (laughs) Out of the 16 that are in the county, five of them have broken ice cream machines. I see 25 McDonald's in the Madison metropolitan area. You want to guess how many are broken? Probably none. None. Zero. I have to go out to Milwaukee before I start finding McDonald's that have broken ice cream machines. So I don't know what the hell is going on in Kalamazoo, Michigan. It's probably the franchise owners. That's that's what it probably actually boils down to. It's probably the franchise owners. Well, it'd be kind of neat if you could like cross-reference this with franchise owners. Oh, is there a list of McDonald's franchise owners? I can't imagine that's a public list. McDonald's franchise owners list. Oh, I could buy the list for $400. <laughs> yeah, you can also call uh, each of the McDonald's. That would be a lot of work. Yeah. Oh, that's why they sell the list. They sell the list because if you want to, like, um, sell things to McDonald's franchises, you need to know the people who run the franchises. So McDonald's mm-hmm. maintains and then sells that list. Yep. So, yeah, you would have to somehow find the, the things there and then find out who runs the franchises and then... Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, again, you could take the McBroken website and just start calling. I mean, there's five McDonald's, Andy. How hard would it take? Like, how long would it take to just call five McDonald's and say, Hi, I'm interested in, uh, 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 what would you even say? Hi, I'd like to know who the owner of this McDonald's is. I wonder... I wonder, I wonder, I wonder. Yes. Who owns the property? The building? Yeah, if I look up the city of Kalamazoo, there's one in the city of Kalamazoo. Can I look up that in the GIS website? Can you? Let's see, GIS map. I wonder if that would tell me the owner. Mm. No, I'll actually have to, I would actually have to dig into the GIS. Oh, here we go. GIS online mapping. Continue to the new mapping. Yes, please. 3320. Yes, I agree to you, whatever your terms are. I don't have time to read your, <laughs> read your massive thing. Okay, so we're looking at West Nidge. There's the cemetery. Donald should be right across. That is a big-ass cemetery. Jesus. I didn't realize it was that big. <clears throat> Sorry, I got, dis- I got distracted. <laughs> yeah. 
Yep, you did. I'm still waiting. 3320. 30, 39. 3320 is down here. No, that's 40. That's in the 40 range. 3320 up here. 36, 3320. Here we go. You're not going to tell me. Name, McDonald's. Yeah, no. Yeah, no, I get it's a McDonald's. <laughs> You're going to tell me nothing else other than that? You know what, GIS, you're worthless. Worthless. <laughs> Name McDonald's. Unless McDonald's bought the land and then put the person on top of it? I don't know how franchises Maybe. work, so I don't know. I mean, franchises work however you want the franchise to work. Yeah. McDonald's gets to set the rules. Ah. <sighs> I just don't know anymore. Okay, maybe if I go to Portage, maybe Portage will be better. Okay, so there's the McDonald's on Portage. Golden Arch Reality or Realty Corp. <laughs> Sounds like McDonald's. Sounds like McDonald's. Care of McDonald's Corp 21-201. So that, <laughs> the land is owned by McDonald's, it seems. Yep. So there, there goes that. Uh, that's not helpful. I, I don't know what to tell you. <clears throat> Thought I, I thought I, I thought I had it. Thought I had it. You didn't. No, damn it. You definitely didn't. Uh, all right. We should probably move on. (laughs) I, I suppose, um, uh, I, I am interested there. Like it's a 9% nationally. I assume he only has the API for the U S. Uh, yes, he, um, oh man, that, that kind of sucks. What? There's three McDonald's up in, like, two McDonald's in Wasilla, Alaska. One of them has a broken ice cream machine. Oh. So your choice is to go to the only other McDonald's in the area, or drive to Palmer, or drive to Anchorage. (laughs) Probably not too much call for... What the fuck? Oh, Fairbanks. Okay, I'm like, why is there a McDonald's in the middle of goddamn Alaska? My favorite fact is that there are two McDonald's on West Main. Yeah. Do you, do you want to know how far apart they are? This is in Kalamazoo? Yes, in Kalamazoo, on West Main. Uh, they are, they appear to be about a mile apart. Sounds about right. I mean, yeah, there there are uh, McDonald's that are pretty close over back in Ann Arbor, too. Yeah, 1.38 miles down the same road. How about the two McDonald's that are on Washington Avenue oh, on two. either side of 23? Oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot about those guys. <laughs> How about the uh, two McDonald's that are along 94, one off of State Street and the other off of Ann Arbor Saline Road? God, man, some of these things are just like, really? It, but hey, I bet you anything, both of them are probably doing fine. Yeah. Hey, they both have working ice cream machines. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I could spend so much time on this map. This is insane. I didn't realize there were that many McDonald's around me, and I probably should have. <laughs> Nine percent nationally. Twenty mm-hmm. percent. One out of five McDonald's in New York are broken, broken for ice cream machines. That's that's a high amount. Mm-hmm. Um, what other topics do we have? Because we're probably running low on time. Yes, yes, we are. Uh, the RIAA has asked GitHub to r- remove some projects. Yes, and GitHub has complied. Unfortunately, yes. One of these we actually remo- use all the time for work. <laughs> Oh, no. Yeah. This was the YouTube DL library. Yes. Which was a Python library to download YouTube videos. Yes. And most of those YouTube Chrome extensions for downloading stuff there uses this library. Yeah. So interestingly enough, um, it's it's listed as a DMCA takedown, but it's not because it, it's not directly infringing on anyone's copyright. In fact, it was an open source project, so it, it can't infringe on copyright. I mean, I guess it could because it could be a copy of someone else's code that wasn't open source, but this was 
open source. <laughs> it has been worked on and contributed to, uh, and it, it was its own thing. Um, yeah. Yep. So I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'll have to go on Monday and try and, uh, try and figure out if our stuff well, still yeah every all the the stuff should still work yeah it's just you can't make any new stuff nope unless you had some copy see but it's kind of weird because like it was on github mm-hmm. right it, it's like the whole point of git is to have version control and tracking yes so all these people who made forks of it like they've got to have it locally too i think i've already seen somebody post something about um youtube e-w-e-t-u-b-e <laughs> so yep god man i hate the ria the riaa just seems to come in with a freaking hammer hammer is maybe a like they didn't come in with a hammer they came in with a like pile driver <clears throat> um speaking of archiving things there um is a new nonprofit out there called hit save um based in the u.s but they're basically uh its mission statement is to advocate for initiate support and maintain video game preservation efforts through community driven projects so they want to actually create a video game archive oh cool and uh, the first thing that they've done is um, scanning.guide, where okay. they they talk about, you know, s- standards for f- scanning physical game media and nice. what, y- what you should try and do and, you know, calibration and software hmm. you should use and how to, you know, how to how to scan. Yeah. So it's used by the Video Game Scanning Collective. Mm-hmm. We want to clarify preservation of analog data is by definition a lossy process. Huh. VGPC. Video Game Preservation something. Neat. I wonder how far they're going to go with that. I don't know. They just they just started this year. So cool. Now is now is not a good time to start things. But uh, just in case you're wondering, Quibi is dead. Yep. <laughs> That's not a surprise. Nope. Don't know really much to <laughs> don't really really know what its purpose was, but nope they they couldn't find a buyer and so they shut it down. Yep. Okay. So. Uh, I believe it is the we should probably move into the randoms. Yes, yes we should. It's one o'clock AM your time. Yes, yes it is. Random review. review. Yes. My review. I'm going to review something I'm kinda of surprised Andy hasn't reviewed yet. Uh but I was I was past this from a coworker, uh, a coworker sent this to me and said, "Like, hey, you should check this out." And I'm like, "Oh, what's this?" And it is a crossword app called Shorties, which is S H O R T Y Z. Um, because I went to the Play Store to download this to my phone, and it told me it was already installed. So at some point in the past. On one of my previous mobile devices, I had actually installed this app. Oh, it wants me to log into my New York Times account. Okay. Yes, because if you have a New York Times account, it pulls the New York Times one. Does that keep track of my stats? Um, it has its own stats. I don't know if it keeps track of your like actual New York Times stats. So it is a crossword aggregator that goes out to the Wall Street Times, uh, not the Wall Street Times, Wall Street Journal, LA Times, uh, USA Today, Newsday, Universal Crossword. And then if you have subscriptions to other crosswords, it can even go and grab those as well. Uh, it downloads them every day. It is a, it's a decent little app for doing crosswords. Um, It puts the clue up at the top wherever you have selected, and then you just type in the the answers. Um, I've I've had some fighting with the interface from time to time. Nothing too bad. Uh, But, you know, it's it's crosswords. It's a good way to kill time. Got five minutes, don't know what to do? Pull out a crossword. See if there's a clue. Ha ha ha. It was a good rhyme, right? Yeah. I think I downloaded this originally because New York Times hadn't had a New York Times crossword app for Android devices. 
Jones until recently, if I remember correctly. So I was trying to find something because I've been I've been a subscriber to the New York Times crossword puzzle for years now. Um, still not really great at them, but I'm working on it. I can normally I can do I can Mondays do Mondays and sometimes Tuesdays. Yeah, I can do Mondays. No problem. Now um, <laughs> I've actually I've got a seven year plan where this <laughs> yeah. year this year I have been doing uh, Monday crossword puzzles. And so far I have solved every single Monday crossword puzzle from August 25th. 15 until the present. Ooh. And then you'll go back and do the Tuesdays? Well, that because I was doing just Mondays this year. So yeah, so next year, I'll do Mondays when they go live, and then I'll do Tuesdays, and then I'll start working backwards on the Tuesday ones as well. And so, you know, I'll st- you know, I'll spend a year doing, you know, Mondays and Tuesdays, and then in 2022, I'll do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays, and do that. And I'm just going to start slowly working my way through till I get all of them. But yeah, the the Times crossword app for Android was that did that came out pretty recently. Okay. But no, this yeah, because I feel like yeah, I have I've done this at some point. Yeah. So, do you remember the app? Do you remember using it? Uh, no. Uh, looks like uh, Android app was launched in 2016. So I've been uh, I've been doing. I think I've been subscribing to the New York Times since 2008, maybe. So it it probably was somewhere during the early times um, of the app. I'm gonna go back to. Are you gonna let me go back to Monday? <laughs> New York Times Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, Friday. You're not gonna let me go back to Monday, really? Nope. <laughs> of course not. Sorry. Ooh, it's got a dark mode. Ooh. Yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about the dark mode. It's got like it the red kind of like really gets to me. Like I get that red light is is um better for night vision in that it doesn't ruin your night vision. But like I don't want my entire crossword to be red. What do you think it just looks evil or something? I I don't know. It just doesn't look good. Oh, this is this is weird. Where it, yep. Oh, this is this is kind of weird. Ooh. Now that I, now that I tried that out. Mm. Yep. So I I like. I mean, I haven't used many other crossword apps to compare this to, but like, I feel pretty good when I get a lot of stuff done in the crossword, and then I click on show errors, and it's got like one red square. So I feel pretty happy about that. Um, you can have it reveal the square you're on. It can reveal the word you're on. You can just reveal the entire board if you wanted to um yeah it's it's pretty uh been pretty good i like it and it's free mm-hmm. yeah no and the the usa today and the la times you know those two by themselves plus the universal crossword those three are pretty good just to you know do on their own new york times is very hit and miss but you know well especially the friggin thursday puzzles <laughs> that and you know just don't don't try reading rex's blog uh rex parker yeah i don't know how he does it i don't know how he does it he just like he does crosswords very fast mm-hmm. so i don't I, d- I don't know it's uh it's he he seems to be getting grumpier <laughs> oh really yeah but no this is this is nice especially you know if it's got all the other ones on there too I might try on Monday um, doing the Monday crossword in the in this app and seeing if the stats carry back over to. Yeah, I doubt they will. Yeah. I can't imagine they would. No, it's probably just downloading the actual uh, crossword files. Yeah. So um, that's going to be my one thing there is I, you know, the New York Times now keeps track of all my stats for the crossword puzzles. <clears throat> but this has got literally all the other crossword puzzles that I would possibly be doing. So it's on my phone now and it's probably going to stay there. There you go. All right. Um, random topic. Random topic. Rolled ahead of time. Yeah. This one actually comes from... <laughs> 
my kid. Okay. Uh, yeah. Because, Isaac's first random topic. Yes. Uh, because he, he, for a while, uh, before going to bed, would just stick out his hand and go, what would you like? <laughs> and I, I would ask him, um, well, what is it? W- would you like this? Well, what is it? It's a vegetable. So now he, you know, he would stick his hand out and go, what would you like? And I'd be like, fruit or vegetable? He would go, vegetable. So, uh, Dave, what vegetable would you like? Right now? Vegetable? Would I? Do I get to have it prepared in any way or am I getting a raw vegetable? (laughs) I... I don't know. I, uh, I, I, sure you get, you get a nice prepared vegetable. Uh, I'd probably go for like a, a beetroot salad. You know, it was really good. I actually just had a red pepper today. Yep. Cause we were, just you know, eating like bell peppers is yeah. damn delicious. Yeah. Cause you know, we're, we're trying to, you know, try new foods. We're trying a new fruit or vegetable every week. And so this week was, uh, bell peppers or cool. capsicums for those of you who are not American. Red capsicum. Red capsicum. Yep. I also have a yellow and an orange up there, but I might just slice those up tomorrow for lunch. Well, not, you know, not just that for lunch, but, you know, part of my lunch. Because, yeah, no, I, mean, I, sli- I, I, I gave him a bit of the red pepper. He took a bite and he's just like, no, thank you. Oh, yeah, that'll, like, that'll, I mean, reds, reds are a little, I think orange is my favorite between the, the different bell peppers. Green has a place. Yes. Yes, it does. On a pizza. I or put, in a uh, Philly cheesesteak. I, I put it in uh, my pasta salad that I always Green made. Green bell pepper? Yeah. In a pasta salad? Yep. Okay. Uh, well, I, I call it my supreme pasta salad because it's got pepperoni, black olives, red onions, <laughs> green pepper, um, a little bit of Italian dressing, mozzarella cheese. So it's basically, I took I took a supreme pizza and threw it into a pasta, pasta salad. <laughs> That's why I call it my supreme pasta salad. I'm like, what? what's on a supreme pizza? Whole lot of good veggies. You know what? Let's throw them in the and, pasta salad. Well, whole lot of good veggies and black olives, which and black are olives. disgusting. You, sir, take that back. I like olives. Olives can be delicious. Olives can be fantastic. Canned black olives are an atrocity. <laughs> They are a blaspheme. They have sullied and ruined the reputation of that noble fruit. All right, so if I gave you a jar of black olives and a jar of green olives... I would say, go fuck yourself. (laughs) And I'd go over to the olive bar (laughs) at the local grocery store, and I'd get some real goddamn olives. Oh, I've had to fight with too many people about olives and they're like, oh, I hate olives. I'm like, no, you don't. You hate these gross, disgusting things that are called olives. Yep. Most olives are delicious. Kalamatas are fantastic. Oh, yeah. I could snack on those for like hours. God, what was I making that had those in there? What was I making that had those in? Oh, 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 oh. Costco had a Greek chicken penne pasta salad. So it was their rotisserie chicken, shredded up, penne pasta, artichoke hearts, uh, cherry tomatoes, feta cheese, and it had the, the it had those olives in there. That's what I that was the piece that I was missing because mm-hmm. I couldn't find those in the store. So I just used green olives, and it just didn't taste. That's what the that was the missing nope. thing. God, that was that was a good go like pasta. A, yeah, go get like actual olives, Andy. But. But I don't shop at the places that carry olives outside of a can. 
My my local grocery store is not like a Whole Foods, and it has an an olive bar, very small olive bar, but it has an olive bar. And every so often, if I'm shopping hungry or like I need some sort of like you know what, I I just need something to make me smile, I will go and buy like a container of olives, usually drenched in oil because they just keep them in there and they sit in the olive oil. Uh, sometimes with like feta cheese mixed in with it. Sometimes I get a mix of the the green and and dark olives. Oh, so good. Yeah, if I went to the the Spartan store, Harding's might have it. D&W is the, the fancier grocery store as well. Um, yeah, D&W, I feel like D&W would have it. Harding's maybe, depends on which Harding's. But yeah, no, if I just shop at Meyer or Walmart, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, have, they, they will not have an olive bar. No, no, they would not. God, now, man, I can really go for some more veggies. <laughs> oh be wrong to eat a eat a bell pepper at one o'clock in the morning right yes go to bed okay (laughs) all right well uh that's a wrap this has been another episode of the random access podcast if you have any questions comments concerns corrections suggestions remarks reviews rebukes retorts or just rants feel free to contact us you can find us on twitter at rapodcast or send us an email at mail at rapodcast.net. Thank you for listening.